Welcome to the Andy Staples Show Freaks Edition. I got the dirtiest little freak of all coming on, Bruce Feldman. If you have not read Bruce's Freaks list on The Athletic yet, what are you waiting for? This is the most fun thing Bruce does every year, and Bruce does lots of fun things. But this is a list of the guys in college football who just completely wow us with Either their strength, their speed, their explosive. If there's some attribute about them that makes them a freak. And the the man who understands freakiness more than anybody else, Bruce Feldman, how you doing? Thank you for that glorious buildup, Andy. I appreciate it. Um, this I don't even call it a labor of love, but this has been something I've always enjoyed working on for, I don't know, for months, picking up at it and calling and texting people and now DMing a lot. But this year was obviously a little different because there wasn't much of an off season for training and testing. And when I say testing, obviously I mean what somebody's vertical is or how much they power clean this or that, you know, that kind of stuff. But it was a, it was a largely abridged for a lot of schools. Now some schools got their, got their workout testing in and some haven't, but uh, that's where a lot of the coaches came in with, this is what this guy's numbers were last year. Is he close? Is it the same? You know, that kind of stuff. So it was, uh, it's fun to work on. And, um, you know, I was, I was glad when I was able to push, you know, push send on the first tweet just to say, okay, you kind of, I'm done with it for the year. Well, and it feels a little normal, but you're, you are one of the few sports writers who enjoys working out, who, when they are going through all this list of, of different lifts and, and runs and all this, you know exactly what they're talking about. You do a lot of this stuff yourself. In fact, I would argue that if we did a freaks list of sports writers, you would show up as the sports writer who can do the most pull-ups. I think that in that regard, I might have a chance, yes. So my, uh, I'm trying to remember how long ago it was. I remember I once went to the Florida-Georgia game with a with a buddy of mine from ESPN Magazine. We walked the parking lot. Oh, did the, the was, Marines or the Navy ROTC yeah. have the And the I just remembered, bar? like, I, I won some stuff for, I'm trying to remember, the number might have been 33 pull-ups. But when I went into the press box, it's Jacksonville, and I'm not from down there. So, meaning... It's like, still hot. more <laughs> accustomed to Florida heat than I am. And I just remember I went into the press box and I had a bit, I still had like a big pump on like where, you know, it's like you're after you're doing a lot of push pull Guns are just bursting yeah, out. And I'm just sweating and sweating. And um, so, yeah. Uh, Wait, did you, go back? you said you did 33 pull-ups? Yes. Yeah. Man, you would have rocked the president's physical fitness test. At the, yeah, that point in my life, I could do a lot. Like there, there was a stage like not too long ago where I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to see if I can work up to doing the number for my birthday kind of deal. Deal. Um, and I tried that for like a week and I'm like, I'm never going to get to 49. Forget it. You know, so I wasn't even close. Yeah. I birthday pull-ups are, well, I think when I passed about 12, I think my birthday pull-ups were, were done. I don't, I don't think at my strongest, I could ever do more than that many, but I, I, I am pull, trying to pull up a lot of weight, but still that, that is uh that is why you are the master of the freaks list because you are a freak yourself. Now, this, of course, the, the, the term, which could be considered derogatory, became complimentary, I'd say probably in the late 90s with Javon Curse 
His nickname yeah, was John the Freak. Curse, Randy Moss, right in that. I, I curse is. I'm trying to remember who was a little older there. Probably J- Javon's older. Javon got out of high school in '95, so he now he his nickname was the Freak when he was in college. And I will explain that my first day at practice at Florida as a walk-on, I walked out to the practice field and I'm in you know in my pads. I'm I'm ready to go. I look over. To my right, and there is Javon Curse, who has not put his shoulder pads on yet, so he's just standing there shirtless. And I'm like, should I just turn around and walk back to the locker room now and just put my stuff away and never come back? Because if they all look like this, all the other players look like this, I got, I, I, I'm not going to be out here very long. I vaguely remember, a, like probably five years ago at the NFL Combine, like out one night, I think Javon Kirsch was in in a bar near Pete Prisco, and I guess they go way back. And for anybody who knows Pete Prisco... I mean, Two people couldn't look more age, physically yeah, different. <laughs> this is very much like... And I don't want to say it's the Danny DeVito twins thing, because that's not fair to Pete. Pete's in you know good shape, but he's right. not... You know, he's Length is not a thing for him. And right. Javon Kirsch must have been probably late 30s at that point. And I remember he had on... like At one point, it was like... He took off his like his dress shirt and just had like maybe a tank top on, and he still looked ridiculous. It's not fair. It's, it's you know? not fair. And it's just like he was kind of ragdolling Pete when he was screwing around, and and uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was like even at whatever he was, probably thirty eight, he still probably looked way more athletic than most college athletes would at twenty two. Well, the th- the thing is now though the the college athletes of today are in better shape, they're better conditioned, they're stronger, they're faster than those guys. So there are quite a few Javon Curse types running around. Probably probably on your list. I, I would actually say the the guy you have at number one, uh Quiddy Pay from Michigan, is a little bit similar in terms of of height, weight, speed. Because Javon's thing was he's he's six five he's two sixty five ish and incredible get off like four five speed in the forty so Quiddy Pay your freakiest attribute for him is the speed in the three cone drill and six point three seven which may not mean much to some people but that would just blow away every big guy at the combine, right? That would blow away almost every little guy at the combine, right? So that was a that was the number. So I started talking to a lot of NFL personnel people and you know talked to the, the whole staff at the Senior Bowl, um, those guys, and it was like, what numbers are you hearing? And Quiddy Pay's three cone drill time was one of the first things that like I wrote down because I heard about it, and then. Talking to people at Michigan, you started to get some more of the other numbers. And again, I'm not saying he's he's a better player than you mentioned, Javon Curse. I don't think I'm not sure if he has that kind of length, but he is six four. But he was a high school running back, and he was a state a champ, sprinter, right? Four by one, yeah, four by one hundred relay, and he won the state long jump uh, championship. I mean, the numbers on him are pretty amazing just in terms of one of the coaches there said he's got the best change of direction I've ever seen for a big man. And remember, a couple of years ago they had Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary was right. a super freaky dude too. So, you know, he was really interesting. And the thing that, you know, when I did this, and it, it seems to happen every year where it's like the, the biggest freak position is the D lineman, mm-hmm. you know. And so Boogie Basham from Wake Forest, his numbers are crazy. For a second, I thought he might be the number one guy. 
He's 280. He vertical jumps 36 inches. And his short <laughs> shuttle so time. so unfair. You know, here's the thing. You just mentioned Javon Kirsch. Javon Kirsch's short shuttle time was 424. Boogie Basham, who is 20 pounds bigger, his was 421. Wow. You know, I mean, so it's pretty insane. And then there's a guy at Minnesota who we did some Minnesota games last year, our TV crew. And so his name came up a little bit, uh, Boye Mafi. And he's 6'4", 260. And the numbers that Minnesota got on him, and it, like there's a buzz inside the program. They expect this to be his breakout year, knock on wood, that we have the season, obviously. But 40 and, a, 40, uh, and a half inch vertical jump, which is four and a half inches higher than any D lineman had at the combine. His broad jump is 10'6". I mean, these are big, big time numbers. He's also a 400-pound power clean guy. Oh. Um, and you, 10... you said he can touch the top of the square yeah. on a basketball backboard. That, that is insane insane by the way please look at the picture also the thing because it's got it's got him tackling somebody from auburn he's got the um he's got the uh, really big goldie gopher on the side of his head yeah Yeah, i know so it's kind of awesome but yeah so the big 10 is well well represented we haven't even talked about master t who might be the most explosive running back or at least big running back that Mickey Marotti's ever been around, which, as you know, Mickey Marotti was with Urban at Florida. Really good players, yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, this guy's almost 230 pounds, broad jumped over 11 feet and clocked at 4.35. I mean, it's, it's insane. Well, the, the thing that's interesting to me is I think what makes somebody a freak is when you have an attribute that's not necessarily common to your position. You know, it's not strong you've got some strong defensive linemen on here but the ones that that really make you go wow are the ones with the massive vertical jump yeah or the the real explosiveness and then the guys that that make you go wow with the little guys are the really strong ones like the tutu atwell thing so if you don't if you don't know who tutu atwell is he's louisville's best receiver he's a little guy five nine he's a know, short guy yeah Five nine he's one a, let's ninety. Let's say he's a short guy. Yeah, because one ninety is still pretty jacked for for five. That, well, that's so. what I'm getting to. But if you yeah. see two two Atwell, you assume okay, that's the speed guy. He's got elite speed. Great, that's what he's doing. Well, he does have elite speed, but he can squat triple his body weight, triple. And and also he's bench pressing double his body weight. So you think about that. There, three hundred eighty pounds is a lot for. For just about anybody in yes. football. Yeah. So you, you're talking about a wide receiver who's 190 pounds. That's pretty, pretty amazing. That That is incredible. I'm thinking, okay, so now I've lost some weight, so thank goodness this number would have been higher. But still, triple my body weight is 720 pounds. Yeah, good luck on your knee joints. To I ain't that. squatting 720 pounds. <laughs> Not even close. No. So that that's that that's. That's crazy, but that is the sort of thing that, you know, now I'm thinking of Tutu Atwell as not just a potentially very good receiver at Louisville. He's going to be a good NFL receiver, too, because that sort of strength is what allows you to survive at that size in the NFL. Right. And you're also talking about a guy who his uh, just obviously blazing speed four two six they have him in the forty and people like this is a really really good football player I mean he had a huge season last year with Scott Satterfield taking over but then beyond that a short shuttle time of three point nine I mean the Patriots love those that that test more than anything 
And so you'll see Julian Edelman had a, a yep. really low, fast time. But Atwell, not only super quick, but obviously super fast and, as you mentioned, super strong. Well, that's what I was talking to some, some trainers about last year before the draft because I was, I was doing some stuff on, on some wide receivers. And that short shuttle, all the change of direction type drills are stuff that really matter to, to coaches who understand and, and scouts who understand how football works because time is time is time. So, you know, you can look at a receiver's 40 time, but how often are they going to be just running a go route straight down the field? The, the amount of time it takes them to get in and out of a break matters more than anything. That's why you saw Hunter Renfro be so good. You know, Hunter Renfro, everybody looks at as like his try-hard guy. Hunter Renfro has elite change of direction speed, which ask anybody who had to play with him at Clemson, and they'll tell you that. But that's why he went into the NFL and was good right away because he does have an elite attribute that you, you can't really teach. Yeah, and I mean, look, the separation thing is interesting because I think if you had asked any of the 247 Rivals guys about, you know, somebody who shows up at the opening and whatever they run, like Jamar Chase to me is, an, is a good example. Now, everybody knows he's the best receiver in college football and had a humongous season last year. Uh, but he, no one's ever talked about him like he's a sprinter or he was like this big, big time, uh, you know, he's not too, too at well. He's, he's not what Alabama had last year in terms of just crazy. He's going to run 4-2-6 or 4-2-2 or whatever. Henry Ruggs, you know? yeah. Yeah. But so when I talked to their coaches there, and first it was Tommy Moffat, their longtime strength coach, he was like, he ran a 4-4-0, and he's almost 210 pounds. That is flying. But then the other thing that, that Ogeron told me is he said when he puts his foot in the ground and he turns and, as he, and catches the ball in terms of separating – he said, can go full speed to stop, and and that's rare. He goes, we got guys here who've never seen a receiver who can do what he can do. And So as you have, it's like the strength, the body control is, you know, it's hard to measure that, right? It's like, but that's the thing that, that's the reason why a lot of people think he is the most talented receiver LSU has had. And that goes back to both great it's a players. a lot of really good receivers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's both Odell Beckham Jr., that's Jarvis Landry, that's certainly... Michael Clayton. You know, yeah, there, there's some dudes now. And when they talk about Chase, and again, he's six feet. It's not like he's 6'3", and it's not like he's... There's been faster guys on the clock, but just in terms of strength, body control, and separating, I mean, that's that's where the money's made. Grab your peanuts and popcorn. Baseball is back. That's right. The boys will be getting back out on the diamond this week. And while we may not be able to join them at the park, there's plenty of action to be had from the comfort of your home. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a shot to play risk-free for a shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy baseball is easy to play. Just pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars. But if baseball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this weekend's tournament. When millions of dollars up for grabs this week, there is no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code RUN to get a free shot at a share of the millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code RUN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. 
Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's one of those things that you can see when you're watching them play. Even even the naked eye can see that somebody has better body control along the sideline than another guy. But the, these coaches and, and the scouts that are that are really trained to look for it, this is the sort of thing that they're that they're looking for. And the change of direction type stuff is what they eat up because those are your hidden seconds. Those are the ones that, that matter. But I, I do want to talk about just pure flat out jaw-dropping numbers because that's another one of my favorite things about the freaks list and and you've got anthony schwartz the receiver from auburn on there and he is the literally the fastest guy in college football and when we say fat we, we we've seen some guys who came off the track and and ran really well in college he really translates it well to the football field yeah i mean just watch what he did i think it's texas a and he runs away and they didn't have gps on him uh, back then, or but just, I mean, he's a really good football player in addition to, you know, when he was coming out of South Florida, people knew he could, he has unreal uh, just ability to accept, accelerate. And it's not just like he's hitting faster and faster at a longer, a longer distance than anybody. And that's one of the things that their strength coach had told me about. And this is really the first time the football guys have had a chance to work with him much in the off season because normally he's tied up with track. The other thing I love about this list is is finding out about guys that I didn't really know about before and, and guys that we're going to hear about as the draft comes up. Uh, Spencer Brown, the, the Northern Iowa offensive tackle, I thought was, was really interesting. 6'9", 325, but was a tight end coming in. And you, you've seen that. You see that story a lot, like the Lane Johnson. I guess Lane Johnson was a quarterback, then a tight end. But that sort of thing where you get that guy who could be a tight end and then he keeps growing – and becomes a very athletic offensive tackle. But this guy, he seems like he was he was made in a lab. Yeah, I mean, think about like really low body fat. Bench is 500 pounds, which is which is pretty remarkable. As you he said, has he's long six, nine, arms, really yeah. long arms. And then the other part of that, uh, grew up playing eight man football. You know, farm kid from a small, really really small town in Iowa. You feel like this is. This is the guy who Iowa or Wisconsin usually ends up with. Um, but there's a lot of buzz about him. The NFL people are, are – like there were two guys that, I'll be honest, I didn't know anything about until probably, you know, two months ago when talking to some of the personnel people in the NFL. And Spencer Brown was one, and Robert Rochelle, who is from Shreveport and now plays at Central Arkansas, is the other one. And Robert Rochelle, he's my number 12 guy – He's big. He's almost 6'1". He's almost 200 pounds. And he was a track guy in high school. But now the numbers have just exploded for him. 41-inch vertical, broad jumps 11.8, short shuttle is, is in the three nines. I mean, those numbers will wow NFL people. You know, now he's raw. Well, but... l- listen, Central Arkansas is very well acquainted with athletes who blossom after they get there, who who maybe hit a growth spurt or uh, or well, get I can stronger. think of one you're talking about at least. Yes, that would be Scotty Pippen. That's right the the six four guard they signed who became a six eight three and and then obviously one of the best basketball players of all time. Yeah, yeah, and look, I think you know, I, I don't know if Robert Rochelle is going to end up you know wowing his way into the first round i have no idea what what that'll translate to but just in terms of pure measurables and look there's 
there's some buzz on him. You know, you mentioned the Scottie Pippen story. You know, it was like whatever former team manager, and then just keeps developing and developing. There's a guy I had never heard of who unfortunately is not going to get a chance to play this fall because of he plays in the CAA conference, and as we know, that they they are not going to play in the fall. Uh, Caleb Smith at Towson, and he deserves to be on here because as 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 I wrote, his numbers are pretty amazing. He's my number 30 guy. But this story, it's a little, feels a little almost like a, like a Disney story. So he's a high school sophomore in 2013. He's playing JV football, and he gets a bad injury. They take him to the hospital. And not only did he have a torn ACL and torn meniscus, but then the doctors realize, you know what, he actually needs a meniscus transplant. And they're like, yeah, I don't think you're going to play football ever again. Yeah, when your cartilage is that bad, competitive sports are usually out of the question right and so he's a at this point he was a jv football player his dad was a really good uh was like a hall of fame caliber player at towson and so his son caleb goes there and he is a team manager so he's basically holding the first down marker every day at practice for the first season and then the head coach rob ambrose who had played with his dad in college says i will give you a chance to Try out. Rob Ambrose told me he he really didn't see it in this kid. He had no idea, but his dad believed in it. So the kid goes, makes the team, and then he develops into a scholarship player. This is a kid who's he's put on twenty pounds since then. He's six one, one ninety five. He's broad jumped almost eleven feet. He's vertical jumped forty one inches, and he was really good last year. He was like he has a chance to be an NFL player now. Obviously, he won't be able to play this. It doesn't look like he's going to be able to play this fall. But, I mean, that's just a really, really cool story. And so one of the things that I really liked about it, especially this year, where I was able to kind of spotlight more guys who are not just, you know, FBS players, but a handful that are also either FCS or even a Division II guy. I was like, you know, you get a chance to just tell some of those stories. And that's one of the things I really, because I know this story is Freaks List stuff gets a lot of eyeballs so i think just the way to you know to work that in it's either that or the canadian 340 pound dunking offensive lineman who's up at maine uh just <laughs> nothing wrong those with those guys stories. either well exactly i mean and the thing is this is good prep if you are a, a an nfl draft nick or uh, an nfl person who's not necessarily as big of a college football fan this is where you go to find the guys that you're going to be talking about in the pre-draft process because they are going to wow everybody with their workouts. But the thing is the way I, I like the way you do it, Bruce, because they're all really good football players. Rarely do you have a guy on here who he's known for this one thing and he just doesn't really ever get it done on the field. Yeah. And, and look, there's, there's a handful of guys where you look at it and go, okay, this guy, cause I've had a couple of coaches that I've reached out to go, you mean like best player or freakiest athlete? I'm like, no, I'm going for freakiest athlete. I, you know, the best player is a little, I'm not saying I, you know, all those, but you know, there's a handful of them that you want something, uh, something different. Like, so I, I get to my favorite item on this or my favorite one is actually in the forties. You're going to say Mike Martinez's hand, aren't you? I'm going to say Mike Martinez's hand. I was just looking at that one. As, as you were mentioning that I was looking up DJ Fluker's hand size because DJ Fluker has the largest hands of any human that I've ever shaken hands with personally. And so I want to see what his his hand size was at the combine to see how it stacks up with this dude. 
So Chip Kelly, who obviously has been in the NFL, and he also, by the way, coached DeForest Buckner, who had the biggest measured hands of anybody at the combine or, or tied Gosder Cherilis, which was 11 and a half inches. Wow. This kid is almost a full inch bigger than that. And by the way, your, your guy, DJ Fluker. Only 10 and a half, but it must have been hands, like that in high school. Yeah. Yeah. This kid's hands are considerably bigger. Yes. Right. They're 12 and a half. What does so, a basketball look like in one of those hands? It must look like a softball. I was hoping, so I'd reached out to his position coach and I said, can you get me like him, like, he's putting his hands either next to a basketball, his hands next to like a Coke bottle or a two liter or whatever. And so, we, so uh, Michael Martinez sent back a picture of himself, with, and we have this in the story, with his hand next to his shoe. Now, the problem with that is it's scaled. He has size 19 shoes. So if it's not like if he put his hand next to Stu's shoe, it would, you know, it would dwarf it. But his hand next to a 19 shoe, it's like, okay, now maybe let's have a normal-sized person on this. But Michael Martinez is a guy. I went up to Oregon probably three years ago, and it was going into Michael Martinez's senior year of high school at Modern Day. I had no idea he was going to be there. Uh, didn't know anything about him at the time. Had never heard of him. But they were doing, he was on an unofficial visit, and Oregon had had his measurables. And Mario Cristobal said, like, this kid has the biggest hands and long that, that we've ever seen. You know, just like he was a 6'6", 255-pound uh, tight end. You know, like, this, like, and I, he was like a three-star guy, even though he went to modern day. And... So last year, we did a UCLA game, and I remember seeing him. Like, his arms, they're 36 inches, which is crazy long for anybody, much less, you know, a tight end. But his wingspan's 86 inches. His arms look like they go down into his socks. Uh, (laughs) Wow. And they, you know, like, the UCLA guys think he is a big-time player that he's a really good blocker. He's got pretty good hands, and he runs Once he gets those hands on you, (laughs) you're never getting out. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like just a true freak in the sense of because the hand size is so so big and look this is a guy who might you know if he wanted to be 280 pounds probably in two weeks you probably get up to 280 pounds but they think he's a tight end they said he's he's pretty athletic and obviously they like to do a lot of stuff with the tight end so so there's the biggest hands maybe in the history of of football now i have no idea what um you know some you know, Kawhi Leonard's hands were or what or are or what Boban's hands are in the NBA, but this guy is not like any other guy in college football in that regard. There's fast guys, there's powerful guys. You just don't see this. So I'm look. I'm trying to find uh, Andre the Giant's hand size. Now he had size 22 shoes. So I imagine they've seen that famous photo of him with the beer can. Exactly. Right? That's that's what I'm thinking. This looks like a 12 and a half inch hand is got to be Andre the Giant holding a, a can kind of size. Uh, you mentioned you wanted to see the the two liter bottle for scale. I imagine if they just sent you the picture of the two liter bottle, it would have looked like one of us holding you know that 20 ounce bottle you buy at the gas station. Yeah, yeah, probably so. Um, you know, and it, it's just kind of fascinating because this is something like, you know, most people have never, they've never either trained or time for a short shuttle or, 
or done a Vertimax to, to vertical jump or anything like this. You know, we've obviously seen Rich Eisen do his 40-yard challenge and everything like that. But everybody obviously has hands. So right. the idea of, you know, you putting this hand down and, like, just to see that, oh, my God, this guy could put his hand in front of, like, a, a desktop computer and basically block out the screen. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm now watching Andre the Giant put his hand on Mean Gene Okerlund's face, and I guarantee you this is what Mike Martinez looks like when he – puts his hand near someone's face he it, it just obscures everything yeah it's just crazy now but see now i will watch ucla games with a very different eye because this is all i want to see now is when mike martinez is blocking can anybody get away from him because if you're run blocking and, and people say oh you can't hold no if you're within the the chest plate of the shoulder pads you can actually grab and squeeze and it's not against the rules like a guy like that you'd never be able to get away from him through and he goes he gets those mitts on you it's like it's it's messing you up because it's like it's like being it's like being grabbed by a grizzly bear he said that is what makes the freaks list so great because it will change the way you watch the games and look we we don't know what the games are going to look like or when they'll be or if they're going to be any but we know these guys are going to play again all of them so get yourself to the athletic read bruce felvin's freaks list because who knows you probably never thought you'd see a guy with grizzly bear hands playing tight end, but now you can. And I think it'll change the way you watch the game. Bruce, thank you so much. Thanks, Andy. It was fun.